Welcome to Tesseract Podcast, where we unlock your power to innovate. Hi, my name is Matt, and I'm going to be your host today. Tesseract's mission is to empower airmen, connect them to resources, and accelerate change across the Air Force logistics enterprise. Specifically, our team works as an innovation accelerator assigned to the Air Staff Logistics Directorate, where we partner with airmen to operationalize the new sustainment strategy. This episode is a recording of the Accelerating with Tesseract panel at the LOA 2022 Symposium. We talk about how we're fostering a culture of innovation, how we're connecting airmen to ideas and resources, and then ultimately how we are accelerating change across the logistics enterprise. All right, here we go. Hello, there we go. All right, good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. Yeah, I told her she gets to say like five words. It's all good, that's all it. All right, so um, welcome. I'm so glad you guys could all join us for this morning. You know, what a great, great opportunity we have to introduce this amazing team to you guys. So I had the uh, opportunity two years ago at the last uh, in-person LOA to share the stage with Kelsey Smith and Garrett Hernandez who had this crazy idea of putting together a team of innovators and they got this from, from their times at uh, Delta and Amazon out at Ewe. And, and well, I bit. And I'm like, what a great idea. I know we've got amazing airmen with amazing ideas. What if we can actually capture all that energy and bundle it up and then scale and beat the bureaucracy that we keep hearing all about? And so fast forward two years, um, it is indeed my honor to introduce just a portion of our Tesseract team. And they're amazing. Now, I have the honor of having them work directly for me, but in truth, they actually work for all of you. Because after all, it's all of your great ideas that are coming together that we are trying to test and scale and resource so that we can make our Air Force better. And so it is indeed my honor to introduce this amazing team. So first and foremost, we have Major Jamie Schultz, who's our deputy of the Tesseract team, who is an LRO, who is a big, massive, Chicago Cubs fan. <laughs> Just kidding, he's actually a Cardinals fan, but I refuse to say that because I'm a Cubs fan. Um, so he's an LRO coming to us from Jay Bear. All right, next up to bat is Tech Sergeant Rob Trump, who's an ammo troop, also happens to be a huge, huge Disney fan, just That's like true. me. I'm not kidding, I am a Disney fan. But he's coming to us from Spangdalem. All right, third up to bat, Lieutenant Colonel John Menashe, who is our Tesseract team chief, um, who's coming to us from Seymour Johnson, who is a squadron commander out there of the LRS, um, who was also the first EWI fellow out at Amazon. Third up to bat is Tech Sergeant Devin Trammell. He is one of our only two non-maintenance or logistics uh, officer or folks on the team. He is actually an EOD troop who was so inspired by innovation and the ability to have a voice that he applied for the Tesseract team before we opened the aperture to include security forces and CE. And last but certainly not least, Captain Mike Comiskey uh, is an aircraft maintenance officer who's a huge North Carolina Wolfpack superfan. He's coming to us from <laughs> Little Rock. All right, so now that you know the team, let's get to the questions. All right, Jamie, you get to bat first. Okay. Um, one of our first priorities in our new basing and logistics strategy is to create an innovation, a culture of innovation. Talk to me a little bit about how you and the team are doing that across our logistics enterprise. 
Yeah, thank you, ma'am. Uh, so the way, I, you know, I'm gonna give this to you in my words. Um, I, I look at this as innovation in the culture as we're talking uh, words versus actions. So if you look at innovation, and innovation, the word has been around for quite a while. Uh, you talk to some folks, you'll, you'll hear innovation back in 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Uh, I really wanna focus maybe on the last five years. That's when we kind of saw AFWORK stand up, Castle Run, Tesseract was announced in 2019, uh, and then kind of where we are right now. Uh, and quite often times we'll hear uh, words, uh, and we hear it all the time. Uh, and, and those words need to be followed up with action. And I think that's what we're starting to see now. You heard it uh, yesterday. General Barry talked about innovation, uh, the culture, quite a bit yesterday in his speech. Uh, it's powerful. Chief Bass talked about it uh, quite a bit yesterday in her speech. Uh, the Secretary of the Air Force is talking about it. We're seeing it across the space in all the DOD uh, spectrums. Um, what I do think that we still have to work on and improve on is the, the risk versus reward. Uh, I think that we need to focus on how, how do we reward those who are trying to take the risk of innovation. Uh, it's not easy. Innovation's not easy. There's a lot of roadblocks. There's a lot of bureaucracy. There's a reason why General Brown had to double down on bureaucracy. Uh, so I think that we need to continue to grow and continue to work on how do we reward the airmen who are willing to take the risk and how do we uh, avoid punishing them when they do take that risk and, and maybe they fail, right? Because failure is expected in the innovation space. Uh, and if you don't expect them to fail, uh, probably need to have a little self-reflection on, on what we believe is uh, acceptable. The last piece I'll toss into this, uh, and I would just invite you to go check out Brene Brown. Uh, she's got a three minute, nine second video on YouTube. Uh, it's the man in the arena speech, but it's her approach to that. Uh, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. I bring it up all the time. Uh, it really talks about just going to step in the arena with the team, right? Like be, be a leader who gets in the arena uh, and don't just talk from the cheap seats. Uh, and join us. Join us and, and help us deliver innovation across the Air Force. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Dove, next pitch is over to you. All right, it takes a lot of courage to propose new and innovative ideas, particularly when you're getting ready to break the status quo. And it also takes supportive leadership team to do something with these ideas. So how can we assess the environment and the culture that enables airmen to submit innovative ideas that they have? Yes, ma'am. Uh, so when joining the team, we're looking at all these different barriers that actually exist to innovation uh, at the field level. What, what can squadron commanders do specifically? What can NCOs do to encourage airmen to come up with, with these wild ideas? And we, we kept landing on the same thing throughout our re research and design thinking, and that's really psychological safety. Um, so when it comes to psychological safety, if you think about it, if I am not willing to tell my boss my crazy idea, if I'm scared that I'm gonna get my hand smacked for saying something silly in a meeting, we're never gonna get those crazy ideas, those things that are completely away from the norm, that the AFI, when it was written, it, it was never thought about to do it differently. Psychological safety is so important that we've developed a micro-survey program on the Tesseract team. We recently had a chance to talk to SimSAF and some other really amazing senior leaders about it who are also passionate about this space. It's uh, taking the deox and breaking it down into just a few questions a week or a month. And so we talk about it like the deox is your annual teeth cleaning at the dentist. Not sure how many people enjoy those. Um, but when it comes to our microsurvey program, it's like brushing your teeth. You don't just go get your teeth cleaned once a year. You, you brush them throughout that year. So we want to deliver that to your units and be able to give you the ability to pull your airmen on a short and frequent basis so you can have, you can understand where your culture's at and how they feel safe, how safe they feel, and get feedback from them so that you can make that environment better in real time so that we can get those crazy and wild ideas that we need to win the next fight. Great, thanks. So just so you guys are tracking, it's called Foundations. 
And uh, last conversation I had with the Space Force, it's looking like they're going to scale that across the entire new service. So we're looking to do the same thing inside of the Air Force. Um, so just uh, pay attention, that one's uh, coming up soon. All right, now I know all of our airmen, just like all of you guys out there, have a lot of tremendous ideas, but it's great if it's at one base, how do we scale it across the enterprise? So Rob, talk to us a little bit about your strategy and the process beside, behind scaling airmen innovations. Well, thank you, ma'am, and, and first off, uh, I just want to say what an honor and a, and a privilege it is to work with all of the logistics airmen on, on their ideas and kind of help him, help him navigate the murky waters of that scaling and imp implementation. And if there's anything I've learned over the past year and some change, there's two main ingredients that are needed to successfully scale an idea, because uh, each idea is different, but these two things are universally true. And, and General Hurry, you talk about it a lot. It's a team sport. Uh, Test Track absolutely does not operate alone. Uh, we have a ton of teammates out there in the logistics enterprise. And then the second ingredient is an agile mindset, the ability to pivot, iterate, take feedback. Um, and with those airmen and our teammates, we're going out, we're working with all of the applicable stakeholders, getting that user feedback and collecting as much data as possible. Um, and that's kind of theoretical. So I do want to give one example of a great airman project. And we, we work with many, but uh, we, we had the opportunity to work with uh, Sergeant Cox out of Elmendorf, who came up with the Cox Bernier hose which is a new way to defuel F-22 planes and it cuts down the operation time by 70%. Um, we were able to help him with our LNO network to get that scaled to five other bases for data collection and, and user feedback. Um, and we got to a point where we had all that data and it was time for the next step. So we were able to connect him with AFRL's GIFWorks program and they were able to give the project $50,000 and a 15-month engineering program that at the completion of that in about 12 months will be ready to scale that across the Air Force. That's awesome. Okay, so you, you get the next one because you answered that one really, really well. Um, <laughs> more homework for those who, just kidding. All right, so talk to me a little bit about how Tesseract has helped scale some of the Vice Chief Challenge in the Air Force Innovation Program. So what you guys know is all the Vice Chief Challenge things come come up to the staff, so all the spark takes, vice chief challenge, all those innovation um, forms. Anything doing with logistics falls into the lap of our Tesseract team. So for perspective, over the last year, uh, there were about 75 to 77 ideas that came into the vice chief challenge portfolio. 50 of them fall in our backyard. So you wanna talk about a culture change. It's happening today. So, Give us an example of how you, how you follow those and, and another example of a win. Yes, ma'am. So I'll foot stomp that Tesseract, um, what we do most to help airmen is connect them to the resources that they might not have known about and that's how we accelerate those ideas. So another one that we've had the, the privilege of working with was uh, Lieutenant O'Brien out of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Uh, he worked on the liquid-cooled plate carrier now called Acclimate um, he was trying to reduce the number of heat-related re illnesses throughout the log enterprise. Um, he was in the spark tank realm, and he was getting kind of stuck. He didn't really know where to go. So again, we connected him to AFRL and the Combat Ready Airman Office, um, and they were able to help with the, the more serious prototyping and development, the user feedback, you know, developing a strong business case. 
Um, and then we had another opportunity, the, the 18th Airborne Corps hosts uh, innovation competition, and they had opened it up for the first time to joint services. Um, and we were able to get them to submit to that, and they were the very first winner non-Army in that competition. And what was so great that came out of that was the 18th Airborne Corps uh, signed up to do field testing with the, the plate carrier and the, the cooling vest uh, to beat the crap out of it and help AFRL develop a great product. Um, and at the conclusion of that, that'll be ready for folks to swipe the GPC and, and buy for their units. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Mike, over to you. So Tesseract is not a software factory. Let me put stump. They, they develop no code. They don't do anything in that space. But pretty much every innovation that's out there has some sort of IT software component. So with that, Mike, talk to us a little bit about the role that Tesseract plays in this space. Yes, ma'am, thank you. And I'll start by saying you don't want me to be the one writing the code anyway, so I'm really glad we have other folks <laughs> who can do that that we can partner with. So just like Rob just mentioned, ma'am, and, and for everybody, we are here to connect airmen to resources and to help them navigate how we can conquer the valley of death, so the innovation valley of death, when we have those great ideas out there, whether it's a, a hardware solution or a software solution. And ma'am, just like you said, at this point, everything has some sort of digital component, some sort of IT thing, and so that is so important that we work together to figure out how we can navigate through those murky waters, as Rob put it. So as Rob has worked with folks like AFRL, as Rob has worked with folks like AFWorks, at the same time, our team has been working to build those strategic partnerships within the log IT portfolio, so the logistics IT portfolio. So shout out, I've seen folks here from A4PA, I've seen folks from AFMC, A4N. Uh, so if you all are here, thank you so much for being such great strategic partners to our team and to our airmen as we work to figure that out. So through our partnerships with those folks, we're hoping to take projects that we've identified that airmen want, that airmen need to eliminate those manual processes, to automate where we can, to get them modern software that they actually want to use, which we're doing across the scale, and across the logistics enterprise, I should say. And so my favorite example, and so I will tell everybody as a maintenance officer, I, I hate Excel. I am on a crusade to get rid of Excel whenever possible. And so if you've come by the booth or if you've talked to the folks from the 309 Software Engineering Group out here at Hill, uh, they are working on developing some tools, some, some software tools specifically for managing people and then for managing aircraft maintenance, aircraft scheduling. And so working with them so that our folks don't have to build thousands of Excel sheets from flight to flight to AMU to AMU for your checkerboard, for your personnel schedule, and building out those tools that folks want, that folks need, and then connecting them to our partners in the portfolio so that we can build a plan together, that we can figure out how to scale this, how to sustain it, and move forward. And so once again, not our project, not our idea, but we can help figure out where to go since we sit at the air staff. We can build those partnerships and we can help figure that out. So I am a big fan. I'm excited to go back to a unit that is using Athena and Kronos after I leave the staff so that I don't have to look at Excel sheets anymore. And it's a bit selfish, but I am motivated in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely outstanding. And just so you guys are tracking, Athena and Kronos, we've been able to scale that up to 6,000 users over the past few months. So the idea here is to scale it across the enterprise because this is a huge, huge, huge time saver for literally everyone. So this is nothing but goodness here. So thanks so much, Mike. All right, Jamie, back to you. So, okay. so talk to me a little bit about how Tesseract uh, approaches communication and how we communicate the wins to the field. Okay, uh, so communication is a challenge, right? And, and I was thinking last night how, like, how I might explain something like this, and I, and I kind of went back to my time as a DO, and I said, 
you know, how do I, how do I talk to the lowest airman in a, in a section uh, and, and how do we communicate that information down and, and that disconnect there? And then I just realized, like from a macro perspective, Tesseract is trying to do the same thing to 180,000 uh, A4 uh, airmen. So um, what I think, I think it's coming up on the slide. You should be able to see our, our logo. Uh, that's our QR code. Uh, you can pull out your phones, all of you, if you want to right this minute. No? Uh, but you can pull it out. You can go to our website. So we just revamped our website. Oh, I see a lot of phones. That's awesome. Uh, we just revamped our website. It is a dot mil. So uh, you can get on there. You'll be able to connect into uh, Vision, which is where we have all of our initiatives loaded into. And you can see the progress. You can jump in. You can participate. You can get involved. Uh, we're also associated with AVOLV, who's, uh, which the, the A4 community is pushing out uh, information through the career field managers. Uh, and then our social media content is on there as well. Uh, you can follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, and then we have quite a few podcasts. Uh, Senior Airman Miranda is, is the lead on that one. He just did one with General Brown a few months ago, and he's got quite a few lined up uh, with Chief Bass. Uh, we're going to get General Barry, General Miller, sir. We'll get you lined up uh, here soon. Uh, and then, and then a, we, we, there's just a ton of information that's on there, and, and feel free to go on there. You can request demos. Uh, you can reach out to us on our website. We'll, we're more than happy to, uh, to talk to you. Um, the last piece that I would say is, is you know, social media is a great platform. Uh, but when I, when I did the analysis, I ran the data last night, we only reached about 3% of all of A4, potentially, right, if every one of our followers was in our community, which they're not. Um, so what we really rely on is word of mouth and advocacy because we're not here to pump up Tesseract. Like Tesseract is just a team to support and advocate for airmen. Um, so this is where we need the audience to help us out. Like go out and talk to your airmen and tell them we exist and tell them we're here for them. And if they have an idea, they can, they can reach, us, reach out to us through the website, through social media. You can, if you send me an email, my, my cell phone's on my email, I'll respond back to you. Somebody will get in touch to you and we will work your idea with you uh, and help you get to the next steps. Yeah, and, and the composition of the team, we have airmen, senior airmen, all the way up to a chief. We have lieutenants, up to lieutenant colonels. So we purposely spread out the, the attendance or, or the participation on our team so that no airmen felt um, they couldn't reach out to a peer. And so if you have an idea, we don't want to have any fear at reaching out to these guys. So we purposely built the team in that fashion. Okay, so Jamie, while you're at it, um, we've got a story here about a Staff Sergeant Tyler Jones. Um, this story just, quite frankly, warms my heart. Yeah, Tyler. Uh, so, I, so my prior life, I was a 2S. I did that for about 10 years, so I'm a little close to this one, too. Uh, but we had, we had an airman who came out, uh, reached out to us, uh, said he had some challenges with uh, a policy change that he was trying to enact. Uh, and it was really interesting because a lot of times policy is because of a, a process you know, that's, that's broken, uh, and usually technology has not caught up to a process, right? But it was actually the reverse. So the current system of record, ILSS and for supply, uh, was actually further along than the policy. And this airman had uh, been taking QA write-ups, and he was getting beat up by his, his leadership and his MAGCOM for, uh, you know, saying, hey, uh, why aren't you doing it the right way? And he, he kind of fought back, right? And that's the mentality that we're pushing right now is this, you need, to, you need to raise your hand and say, hey, this, this is wasting time, this is wasting resources. And he, and he pushed back and said, hey, there is a better way of doing this. Um, and he, he kind of got shut down. And, and somehow, he ended up in the test rack world. And I think he just kind of reached out to Dev. And Dev reached out to me and said, hey, man, you, you were a supply guy. Can you help me understand this? And we spent the next few months walking through that process. And, and in the end, it was determined that he was right. 
it did save process. It did save time. It wasn't a huge amount of time, but it saved an airman some time that he felt validated his position, and it actually motivated him to get involved in, in test rack and our LNO network. The best part, though, was, uh, ma'am, you had signed a letter of appreciation, and then I got to go down and present it to him at his installation. Uh, and then we got feedback about a month later from him saying that the culture in his organization had completely shifted. It went from a no organization to where else can we innovate? What else can we do? What, el what other processes are broken? Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so Rob, so how do you engage with the Ehrman community? Yes, ma'am. So a couple of ways. Um, I'll break it down into kind of like our active uh, portfolio and, and inactive uh, innovative airmen. So for our active airmen, those are ones that, you know, their projects in our portfolio from uh, Spark Tank, Vice Chief Challenge, uh, any number, Ether Sprint. Um, we're holding reoccurring touch points with them and, and our teammates. Um, and then for our inactive folks, and uh, Major Schultz touched on a little bit, there's tons of ways. Our website, uh, like you said, Vision is where we operate. Um, you can see all of the projects we're working on. Uh, we love when folks get in there and, and search through there, find projects that you're interested in, give them feedback, you know, try to connect them to folks that might be able to help point them in the right direction. Um, again, it's a team sport. And then, uh, like you said, social media is a big one. Uh, I didn't even really have a LinkedIn before coming here, but I've learned the magic. Um, and then uh, an email, uh, Chief Bass touched on, on Jake Sullivan's Jet Dash. We actually got that through an email, and that's how we got involved. So all kinds of ways to get engaged with us and how we engage with airmen. Um, so. Okay. So clearly these guys aren't doing this all by themselves. I mean, okay, you've touched on it a few times. We've heard once or twice before how much logistics is a team sport. So um, that is so, so, so true. Um, but I keep hearing all about this Tesseract LNO thing and how it has exploded. So at one point we had about 200 or so LNOs. We're up to 480. Dev, you want to touch on our LNO network? Yes, ma'am. Uh, we've, we've been so lucky to have so many airmen reach out to us and want to get involved in this space. Um, as General Hurry mentioned, we're up to about 480 people prior to LOA. Uh, they, you can reach out via email or via our website on the QR code and request to be an LNO, and you'll be onboarded onto our Slack page where we do most of our, most of our work. Those roles are you stay at your base and it's more of a volunteer capacity. We like to give people roles from passive all the way up to active. And so if you want, just wanna be a passive LNO, you can get loaded onto the Slack page and we'll go through and identify who all's worked on F-16 platforms in their career. And if we have an innovation coming up or an airman that has a problem and doesn't know how to solve it, we'll go post on that Slack network and we'll say, hey, this is the issue or this is the solution. Is this a real problem, all you, all you people who are F-16 experts? Um, as one of the noners on the team, self-identified, um, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. When these airmen reach out with these ideas, I'm like, oh, I don't know what half those acronyms or words are, but I got, I got 480 airmen out there that are experts and work with us every day, so we like to reach out to them and leverage them. And we've gotten feedback like, holy cow, I've never thought about solving that. 
um, can I test it at my base, all the way to, uh, I'm not sure that solves the problem, but what if we did it this way? And so we're, we're able to build these agile teams of airmen that care that this product or this idea will immediately affect their institution. And we hear all the time you can spend money at your local level, at your squadron. Um, so this is a place where you can come together and see what other people are doing and see how you can leverage it immediately without having to wait on a, a program or record or something like that. So also in the Slack we have industry partners and academia on there. So we have people that can chime in about what they've seen at other companies or a, a ton of really intelligent students that want to maybe do research on that topic. Um, so I, I implore you to please get involved. Please, please go uh, get on there and apply. We, on the other end of the spectrum of active, we've also had airmen that were coders at Microsoft before they wanted to serve their country and they're turning wrenches now and they want to use their old skills for good. Um, so we invite them in and see where we can plug them in um, and get some passion out. Uh, I think everybody in this room who has a uniform on, you're, you're asked to volunteer on an annual basis. Um, the, the bake sales and the squadron booster clubs are amazing, but come volunteer with us. Come, come help make a difference in airmen's lives. Uh, use all those talents that you have that, that are untapped, please. Awesome, thanks. All right, John, last but certainly not least, you know, creating a culture of innovation, it's a journey, you know, and it takes time. Talk to us about the way forward. The way forward, ma'am. So in the next 12 months, uh, we are specifically gonna look at three focus areas. First one is to continue to do what we've been doing and deliver results across our Air Force. What that looks like is soliciting airmen's ideas and doing everything we can to get them to scale. That looks like getting innovation-centric education and programs to our airmen so they have the tools to continue down this path and accelerate change. And that really also looks like collaborating with all of the entities across our Air Force in the innovation space to also move these forward. Uh, the second phase that we're gonna focus on is our basing and logistics strategy. So for those that don't know it, Tesseract is the Office of Primary Responsibility for the culture, or fostering a culture of innovative airmen line of effort within our strategy. And to be able to do that, we require permanence. So over the next 12 months, we're gonna move forward with focusing on making sure that our POM submission gets approved so we have funded manpower positions for our team to support the expansion that we intend to have. That we have an organizational change request, our, our structures in place to also receive the expansion that we intend to have. And also, uh, in line with that, we're looking to expand to the civil engineering and security forces communities, and also support even the Chief Master Sergeant Billet that uh, the Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force recently gave us because gave us she's so supportive of it. And then finally, throughout, as we're doing one and two over the next 12 months, we're gonna explore opportunities to, uh, to continue logistics innovation at, at Air Force exercises across the Air Force and then potentially working with our joint and allies as we look to uh, continue to expand logistics innovation across our team. So that's what we're trying to get forward with in the next 12 months, ma'am. Awesome. So I hear we're hiring. <laughs> so how do folks um, get involved, let, their know, let everybody know you're interested, and talk, talk us through the hiring process? Yes, ma'am, you got it. First step, go to that website. Take a look at what we're doing and apply. Second step is have your leadership reach out to us. You reach out to us. If, if this is something you're passionate about, reach out. Jump in the arena with us. 
The hiring process will just be, we do hire high quality, high talented individuals onto this team, and you are going to be given the tools and the opportunity to run with stuff. So join up, but get ready for the ride, because you're going to move out. And, and if you're interested, please join our cause. Reach out to us. Thank you. All right, so as you can see, we got an amazing team of airmen here <laughs> representing each and every one of your interests. So my ploy to you, request to all of you, if you have ideas, talk to these guys, talk to me. You know, we have policy, we have airman development. We can affect change across our logistics enterprise. I know you have ideas out there. Please have the courage to share these ideas so that we can actually drive the type of change that our chief has asked us to do. Have the courage to do it, I dare you to do it, and I dare you to share these ideas with these guys. It's an amazing team. It's been a load of fun working with these guys. Yes, you have to move to DC, I'm so sorry about that, but it's not so bad. We have an amazing team. Um, honestly, the whole group is here to serve each and every one of you to drive the type of change that we need. So thanks for your participation, thanks for your ideas, and thanks for being part of our journey. Thank you again for listening to Tesseract Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Any references to trademarked, copyrighted, or protected products or services such as books, movies, or businesses are used here for the limited purpose of education and professional development of Air Force Airmen. If you have any questions, please contact us at www.tesseractaf.com.